Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. First things first, happy Labor Day to you people. Be safe out there. Stay hydrated out there. Enjoy yourself if you're going to a cookout, a parade, or whatever you're doing. Just have a good Labor Day. Enjoy having a long three-day weekend. And if you got to travel, travel sober, especially if you're behind the wheel of a car. We're going to go back to basics here for this episode. We're going to deal with what's going on in the world. We're going to deal with what's going on in the news. We're going to deal with some sports. We talk very little bit about life, television, and some music. I ain't got no knowledge to kick to you this episode. I ain't got no special topic or subject matter that I'm trying to get across. We just want to talk about the show. So this week we had Hurricane Adelia. She was a mess. She tore up Florida. I believe there was also a hurricane Hillary that hit the West Coast. Thank God there wasn't a lot of deaths, but there's always loss of uh, property. It's one of the reasons I could never live in Florida. I could be a multi-gazillionaire Florida, not only because of their politics, but because they're always constantly getting tropical storms and hurricanes. And I've lived in Florida twice. Just to let you know, I lived in Orlando. Uh, I did live in Orlando, and I did live in the Tampa area. So I have lived in Florida. It's too hot for me. I'm a northern boy. I'm from New York. I'm a Brooklyn boy. I don't like that kind of intense heat when it happens, too much rain. But like I said, I hope that everybody's there and they're fine. And if our United States government will kick in to make sure that its citizens are well taken care of. This week, we lost the guitarist from Dire Straits. His name was Jack Sony. He died at the age of 68. Uh, Jack Sony must have been a hell of a guitarist to be playing with Mark Novello on a nightly basis. I love Dire Straits. If you don't know their music, you should probably uh, educate yourself on their music. They had more than uh, money for nothing. They were a very good band. Uh, The music is beautiful. So if you get a chance, check them out. Now, a young lady I didn't really get to speak about previously because I really didn't educate myself on it. Takia, or I hope I'm saying that right, Takia Young, 21-year-old pregnant woman, a mother of two, was shot and killed by police in a Kroger's parking lot. I don't know what we have to do in this country to get to the point where it's never shoot first, I don't know the circumstances. I don't know if that cop legitimately felt in danger of his life or he couldn't have pulled out his baton and broke a window. I don't understand how even a shoplifting incident becomes a judge, jury, and then executioner situation. So two young children 
and an unborn child lost their lives. And there hasn't been really much uh, mess made of this. There hasn't been a lot talked about this. And uh, this is a, just another incident. So I say rest in peace, Miss Takia Young. Jimmy Buffett, you know him from Margaritaville, also is five o'clock somewhere. Uh, to me, which means more. You know, that just says, you know, well, why are you drinking so early? Well, it's five o'clock somewhere. I hope he made a ton of money off that statement because that statement was used and it's going to be used and it's used every day somewhere at some point in time during the day. He died at the age of 76. Gil Brandt died at the age of 91. You say, who the hell is Gil Brandt? Well, if you're a football fan, he helped craft the American uh, team image for the Dallas Cowboys. He's a Hall of Famer. He's in the Cowboy Ring of Honor, and he died at the age of 91. Bill Richardson, who was a former New Mexico governor who helped to free some Americans held abroad, he died at the age of 75. Now, this week, we had some Proud Boy members who were convicted actually get their sentence in the January 6th attacks. Okay, so we had Ethan Norden. He was sentenced to 18 years. Dominic Pizzola, who helped with the breach. He's the dude who smashed the freaking window that allowed them to get in the building. He received 10 years. Now, this Enrique Torrio, his, his sentences was delayed due to the fact that his judge took ill or something like that. I don't know what the real story is, but I never understood the Power Boys. The Proud Boys come off as a racist organization, yet and still they have this very, very brown-skinned Enrique Torrio as their spokesperson slash leader, so it makes no sense. So, so far, we've had Jeremy Brown get seven years, Guy Reffitt get seven years, Stuart Rose got 18 years, Zachary Real got 15 years, and I already stated that Dominic and Ethan were both sentenced, one to 18 and the other to 10 years. We also found out this week that Trump's federal election interference trial, this is the one in Georgia, is set for 3-4-2024, March 4th, 2024. Let's see, and this thing is going to be televised, this is going to be must-see TV, I ain't going to sit here and say I ain't going to be tuning in because I know for a fact on and off I am going to be definitely tuning in to see what's going on here. We come to talk about Trump. Fox News host Jesse Walters is a fucking idiot. He's claiming that the mugshot of Trump is going to make him more popular with black Americans. Who and what does he think black Americans are? What kind of people do he think that we are? We're not all impressed by a mugshot. They're sure they are going to be some among us, just as there's going to be some among any other race who idolize criminal activity. We are not a one. We do not vote as a one block. We do not think as a one block. We do not live as a one block. You get 10 black people together and you know what you're going to have? And this might be shocking if you're white, Asian, Hispanic, or listening to me from another country. If you get 10 black people in the room together, you're going to have 10 different black people. 
let me say that again. You're going to have 10 different types of black people. They're not going to have the same religious background. They're not going to like the same foods. We do not culturally do everything monolithic. We are not those people. I don't know why the hell people think that we are. We have no one black leader. We have no one black thought. There's nothing that makes you more black than the next person or less black. You can be a traitor to your race just like any other race has traitors within themselves. If you go against your own people for no given reason, if you bring hate and you only hate your own, self-hate exists in every group known to man. But we do not we do not have one railroad track that we ride down. It's just a falsehood. I don't know where this nonsense started. I don't know how people of other races believe it when their race does not do it. It's just not normal for any group of people to all think alike, to all act alike, to all dislike, and to all like the same things. And we are just human beings with a different shade of skin and maybe different experiences than other people. But that's all we are. We are regular human beings. We are not some special creature. So Burger King now has to face a lawsuit over the size of their Whoppers. I didn't really have so much of a problem with Burger King and their Whoppers. Sure, the Whoppers on the picture look much more beautiful than anything you ever got. If you've ever been to Burger King, they have the wilterest lettuce you've ever seen. Let me say that again. Their lettuce is so wiltery, it looks like shit. It's the hot, I mean, it's never green. It's always brownish or white. But the company that I had the most problem with is Taco Bell. Taco Bell's food does not look anything like Taco Bell pitches on TV, nor does the size of it look like it. But they're among a bunch of other companies that are coming under similar lawsuits. Wendy's under lawsuit. Like I said, Taco Bell is under lawsuit. Burger King is under lawsuit. False advertisement. When I was a youth, we used to have the FCC. They were kind of hard on radio and television. Then you had the Food and Drug Administration who would come down on these falsehoods when it came to food. But now everything is such big business. Nobody seems to care about anything. As long as a dollar's being made and a dollar's being kicked back to the people who are lobbying, nobody cares. Are these frivolous lawsuits for the most part? Probably. Am I going to join a uh, class action lawsuit against Burger King, Taco Bell, or McDonald's? No, because for the most part, I never eat any kind of fast food. Any fast food that I would normally eat is I might eat some Bojangles once every two months or something like that. But other than that, I can't remember the last time I've been in a McDonald's, Wendy's, or Burger King. And I definitely don't eat no damn Taco Bell. I'd rather make a taco at home. I can control the amount of meat that's in it. I can control the flavor. And I, I prefer that. I prefer home cooking. I'm one of those people who legitimately love home cooking over fast food. I'm not saying restaurant food. I like restaurants, but I don't like fast food per se. So I've been listening or looking for some music to uh, review, and I can't seem to find any good albums. If anybody out there could help me uh, 
could you put it in a timeline, some album that I should be checking out? All I know is that on 9-8, Bouja Bantan, Born for Greatness CD, will be dropping. So I'm looking forward to that. 9-8, Bouja Bantan is dropping a CD called Born for Greatness. And I'm hoping that this is going to be to his caliber, Gargamel's caliber. I hope it would fit in, and this is not a money grab. I don't believe that he would put his name and attach his name to some garbage. So I got really high hopes for this. So a couple of days ago, I would say this was Friday. uh, Disney pulled ESPN from Spectrum. It was on day one of the college football season. Now, I was getting ready to watch, I guess, first take or something. I turned on my cable and boom. Disney, well, I don't watch Disney, so let's get that straight. I got to straighten that out right now. I was going to watch First Take, which is not even a show I enjoy, but I'll get to that later. That's gone. Disney's gone. FX is gone. A bunch of stations that are in the Disney family are gone. So there was a lot of college football games this weekend that I would have really liked to have seen, but I didn't have the opportunity to watch them. I'm hoping that Spectrum straightens this out with Disney ASAP. If not, then Spectrum owes its customers a refund, which we probably will never see, but it would be nice if Spectrum did the right thing and gave everybody who has these packages, which are costing us about 9 to $10 per month already, give us back our money. So this weekend, well, not this weekend, I also watch some other television, and I have some previews of some shows maybe you should watch. The Shy did their yearly 420 episode. What I mean by that is The Shy did their marijuana episode. Once a season, they have a, like a pothead episode, and the last episode that I watched was the pot pothead episode. It was pretty good. Now, Top Boy, which is a British hood television show, Final season. It's called the final chapter. Starts September 7th. It's going to be on Netflix. I'm a big fan of Top Boy. If you have not seen Top Boy, start from season one, which was legitimately 12 years ago, I believe. But start from season one so that you would know who these characters are. You will see some of them young, and now you will see them at a mature age. It's only five seasons. They only do about seven or eight episodes a year. It moves fast. The stories are good. I highly recommend it. Now, Power Book 4, which deals with Force, is the name of the show, which deals with the character of Tommy, has returned. I have not seen episode one, but I look forward to seeing it. Also, a very good documentary is called Citizen Ash, as in Arthur Ash. It's only two episodes. It moves fast. It's quick. It explains some stuff about a black man who played a sport that no other black men were playing at the time in a white world who was a southern kid who went to California and had his eyes opened by being able to get involved with interracial relationships, being forced to get involved with civil rights because he was thought of as soft and and anti-civil rights. I mean, it's an interesting take on a man who died due to AIDS, but because he got a transfusion because his heart failed and he needed a blood transfusion and they gave him tainted blood. 
I also watched a six-part prime video documentary called God, Family, and Football. Believe it or not, the first word in the title is God, then it's family, then it's football. But they did not knock you in the head with the God. The kids prayed, but a lot of people pray before they play a sport. But they didn't beat you in the head like trying to convert you or anything of that nature. So I appreciate the show. Uh, Russell Wilson and his crew did a good job with this. You might enjoy it. It gives you something to watch if you got nothing else to watch. So this weekend, me and my wife said we are going to watch Colorado play TCU. Why watch Colorado play TCU? Well, TCU was in a national championship game, and this is Deion Sanders and a bunch of those guys from Jackson State's very first game at Colorado, and what a game it was. This was a fantastic game. Colorado had four receivers in the game catch over 100 yards receiving. That's the first time they ever did that in school history. Shadua Sanders, who was Dion's son who plays quarterback, had four touchdowns and threw for over 500 yards passing. This was a crazy game that was going back and forth, and I was figuring whoever had the ball last would win this game. TCU, like I said, went to the national championship game last year, and they started off this season ranked number 17. I don't see a lot out of TCU. I didn't see what their real strength was. I didn't think the quarterback was that great. Their defense wasn't intimidating. They didn't have what I would call a very good running game, but they were able to put up 42 points. Colorado is not the biggest team, but they got so much talent. They have a kid named Horn who plays wide receiver. Uh, they have uh, Harris, no, Henry. Henry, who played, this dude was amazing. He played offense and defense, over 100 snaps of the ball in over 100-degree heat. And after the end of the game, when they interviewed him, he didn't even, his breathing wasn't even labored. But Dion pumping this kid to be the Heisman when he got his son out there balling out like this, I don't know. We have to see down the road. I'm expecting big things from Colorado. People thought they might be a year or two away, but I, I don't see why this team can't win seven, eight games, go to a bowl game, and actually win a bowl game. I'm going to keep my eye on Colorado. As much as I can watch Colorado this season, I'm going to watch him. Dion knew better than we all did. So I tip my hat to Mr. Sanders on this. Primetime was uh, right on target. Sometimes you just got to believe and know your talent and coach them up and they can do what you need to do. So Aaron Judge became the fastest player in Major League Baseball history to hit for 250 career home runs. Well, congratulations to the new captain of the Yankees, Aaron Judge. This has been a horrendous season. Thank God they just swept the Houston Astros. This is the first time that they have swept the team, I would say, in a couple of months. The Yankees are hovering near or very near 500 ball. It doesn't make sense. I think they are a much better team than this. But I believe Steinbrenner has to make some changes. Cashman needs to go. Boone needs to go. And the players on the team that are not, locked in, dialed in, he needs to start threatening to move them along, cut them or whatever needs to be done. And I 
going to say this, and I've said this before, the Yankees have got to become a little bit more relaxed with their antiquated policies. Allow guys to wear beards. Allow guys to have dreads. Allow guys to have their name on the back of the uniform. If you can have some jive-ass sponsor on the uniform, let guys be free because you know what? They're playing against guys who are playing free and looking free and wearing their jewelry, and that's what they want to do. Maybe some guys don't sign with the Yankees because of the rules and regulations. So we've had the Ryder Cup team picked. And the Ryder Ryder Cup team is going to be Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Chanley, Max Homer, Xander Shuffley, Brooks Copra, Jordan Speed, Colin Marikawa, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, and Justin Thomas. As far as I'm concerned, Keegan Bradley, Cameron Young, Tony Finau was snubbed, and Lucas Glover. Lucas Glover was one of the hottest players on the tour to end the golf season. He's an older dude, but I believe that he should have been considered. Now, Liv did the right thing. They said that they will have no Liv golf players on their team, which means the, uh, the U.S. team should have did the same thing. No way in the hell Brooke Pepper should be on this team when he represented Live Golf. I don't understand that, but this is big business, and this dude wants to win. And I don't think that he made the right choice with Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas played horribly. If you take Brooks Kepper and Justin Thomas off of this list, you might be able to get Tony Fennell, Cam Young, Lucas Glover, or Keegan Bradley, any combination of those four, you can come up with two viable candidates that should be on this team who deserve to be on this team. So this week, we had a lot of drama between Jack Perry, which is Jungle Boy, and CM Punk. These are AEW wrestlers. So they have some kind of kerfuffle in backstage at their last pay-per-view a week ago from London. CM Punk was officially fired on Saturday from AEW. CM Punk seems to be nothing but trouble. Uh, He's in his mid-40s now. Uh, He's not who he was, but he still believes he is that dude. And I don't believe he's that dude at all. I think the world has moved on from CM Punk. Uh, He hurt himself with the UFC when... the biggest star he wants to be in the into the nest to just uh, cause havoc in a place that seems like it's flowing so well, which is the WWE. I say, no, don't do it. Because the WWE had a pay-per-view this weekend. It was called Payback. Payback was pretty good. Was it spectacular? No. You know, you had Seth Rollins beat uh, Sensei Nakamura. 
that was a good match. I'm hoping that this rivalry is not over yet. I desperately want Nakamura to have that belt. Rhea Ripley beat Raquel Rodriguez to keep her title. Uh, it's time. I don't know what they do with Rhea. Rhea is dominating. Uh, she did have to cheat to win, but it was a good battle between the two biggest women in the WWE. It was interesting. They did a lot of power moves. Now, did they work well together? I would say they did not really work well together because they're both so big and they're both so powerful. So you're not going to see a lot of uh, drop kicks. You're not going to see a lot of fancy holes. It's going to be smash, smash mouth type wrestling. Becky Lynch defeated Trish Stratus in the steel cage match, which I'm going to say was the best match of the night. Trish Stratus did something from the top of the cage that was insane by having her legs wrapped into the cage while her whole head was facing the ground. I didn't really like that too much. It was too damn dangerous, um, but she survived it. Uh, they worked. Becky made sure that she held on to her so that she can get her feet back you know, her body back uh, horizontal. But I would say these two ladies put on a good, good match. And not only that, you finally had Chris Stratus's girl, Zoe Starks, turn her on at the end of the bout, which I thought was good. Now you can maybe have Zoe and Trish for a little while. Well, Trish is going to take time off and go back to her family. I will give Trish Stratus credit. When she said she came back to be back, she didn't just come back for two seconds for a money grab. She came back to actually work some program, to work on Raw, to work uh, on pay-per-views. And I, and I appreciate her for that because she didn't have to do it. Lita didn't do it. Lita came in and got out as quick as possible. Ray Mysterio defeated Austin Theory to hold on to his United States title. I'm tired of Austin Theory's act. Uh, him and Ray can't move any further. They got to do something else. I don't know if you get uh, LA Knight involved. You get somebody with fresh blood to go up against Ray. I really thought that uh, Pablo Escobar should have been the U.S. champion, but maybe he was legitimate hurt, and that's why he doesn't have the belt. The Judgment Day members, Finn Balor and Damian Priest, they defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a Steel City street fight for the undisputed WWE titles. So now you have the Judgment Day. They have the women's champ. They have the tag team champs. They have the North American champ and Dirty Dom. So the Judgment Day has reached the status that they were supposed to reach. They are a dominating faction. I really appreciate this them getting a, a belt on Finn. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with Damien and his money in the bank, but we could think about that down the line. Naturally, there was a lot of interference. Uh, Rhea Ripley in her best outfit of China she wore like a replica of what China wore years ago in a match against Eddie Guerrero. She uh, slammed uh, Kevin Owens through the barrier. That was awesome. Uh, Kevin Owens bled. I don't know if he bladed, but they definitely cleaned them up ASAP. WWE is not doing the AEW. They're not going for blood. You had John Cena uh, as the special guest 
guest referee in the L.A. Knight versus Miz match. Miz is always going to take care of whoever he's in the ring with. He's always going to make them look good. L.A. Knight got the crowd in the palm of his hands. So even though L.A. Knight is not the most spectacular, I mean, the man is fit. You got to give him that. But he's an older gentleman, but he does have the crowd. And you know what? John did his job as a special guest referee. It was an entertaining card, like I said. I wish Sensei would have won this match, but he didn't. But, you know, we can move on from there and see what happens. We had a UFC card from Paris, France. Cyril Gaon defeated Sergei Spivak by a knockout in the second round of 344. And we also had Manon Ferrot beat Rose Doug Nama Yunes by unanimous decision. She won 30-27, 29-28 on the other two cards. Uh, you know what? This was a decent card, but it's already come and gone. If you want to go back and look, Rose and, and Mano went at it. Cyril Gaon redeemed himself a, a little bit from that debacle that he had with John Jones. But this weekend coming up is a big pay-per-view because we got Israel Alessandra going up against Sean Strickland for the middleweight title. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, when you deal with Sean Strickland, you're also dealing with a guy who may hold some serious racial issues, and he's fighting a black man. So I have got to go with Izzy, and I'm not even a fan of Izzy because I want all forms of racism squashed. And because Sean could be a dude who could literally get in the ring and say some stupid shit like, I told you we're more dominant. So I don't want that. A guy we haven't seen in a while, Tui Televesa, will be fighting Alexander Volkov on this fight. Justin Toffer's fighting Austin Lane on this card. We got Shane Young going up against Gilbert Miranda. Uh, we got Jack Jenkins going up with Sheppy Marshall. Carlos Yuban is going against Da Wang Young. Tyson Pedro's on this card versus Anton Trujaji. So this should be a very interesting card. But anytime the world champ, especially a world champ like Izzy, is fighting, and Sean Strickland is a good fighter. I don't take anything away from him. I just don't like his past racist views, and I'm very nervous about if he will present himself in a racist manner again. Now, I started watching Undisputed. You got Skip, the playmaker Michael Irvin, Richard Sherman, and Keyshawn Johnson. I thought it was a very good week they had. I liked how they handled their business in an adult manner. They talked about the sports at hand. They didn't repeat segments over and over again. Now, Shannon Sharp joins First Take starting today. I don't know what that's going to be. I'm not really caring what that's going to be because Stephen A is going to make sure that he lets you know that he's the boss. He's going to talk about stupid shit like what is Shannon wearing. They're going to do the same segments that they did at the 10 o'clock hour, at the 11 o'clock hour, and then at the 1140 hour. And it goes pretty much like this. Cowboys, something, Aaron Rodgers, Cowboys, LeBron James, Cowboys. That's what they talk about on that show. 
repeatedly four or five days a week. Then they add in a segment who is under the most pressure. I don't know if he's going to allow Shannon to have a voice. I'm not a big fan of Shannon talking. And I was not a fan of Skip Bayless at all. But the way Undisputed is handling sports in a grown adult manner, where it's just basically talking about the sports and leaving all the other nonsense out. You know, Stephen A. has to tell you he did this, he did that, he loves California, he wants to go to my... I don't care about any of that. I want to talk about what is going on. And then he has these unnamed sources. And besides, I have Spectrum. So I don't have ESPN at the moment. I'm sure I can catch some clips here and there on YouTube, but we'll see how that goes. So the Colts are going to keep running back Jonathan Taylor on the pup list for the first games of the four games of the season. They really need to re-sign this man. This dude was their whole entire team for two years. Vaughn Miller, once again, is robbing money from the Bills. He's going to be on the pup list, so he's going to miss four games. He has not brought really anything to the Buffalo Bills in this going on his second season with them. And he was supposed to be a difference maker. So the NFL people is returning. And that's part of the reason that I did not want to deal with a lot of uh, kicking knowledge to start the show off or anything, because I don't want to make this show too long. We got the NFL returns on Thursday. And the first game of the season will be the Detroit Lions going into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. We will find out who Detroit is in this game. I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win, but I'm going to pick Detroit. I don't know how rusty they will be because they played no starters the whole preseason. Let's see what they're going to be about. We get to see the little quarterback from Carolina. He's going in to play Atlanta. This is a division rival. I got to go with Atlanta at home in this game. We also have the battle. That's Sunday game. Now we're on Sunday games. We have the battle of Ohio. You have Cincinnati going into Cleveland. I'm hoping that Joe Barrow is healthy enough to play Sunday. But Cleveland, we don't know what Deshaun Watson's going to be. I think Cleveland's going to be a lot better team than they were last year. But I like the Bengals in this one. We got Jacksonville Jaguars are going into the Indianapolis Colts, and they'll be starting a rookie quarterback, Richardson. I got Jacksonville in this game. Tampa Bay Bucks are going into Minnesota to play the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings. The Titans are going into New Orleans to play the Saints. I'm going to take Tennessee to win this one on the road. We got the 49ers going into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Now, I don't know if Brock Purdy is going to be healthy or not, but I got to take San Francisco. Man, I'm taking a lot of people on the road. We got the Cardinals going into Washington to play the Commanders. The Commanders are going to kick Arizona's ass. Arizona has depleted that team. Kyler Murray's injured. I have no hope in Arizona winning more than two to three games at max this season. The Texans are going into Baltimore to play the Ravens. I am highly anticipating seeing Odell Beckham and Lamar Jackson and Zay all play together. I got Baltimore winning this game. We got Green Bay Packers going into Chicago to play the Bears. People are big on the Bears. I don't know why they're so big on the Bears, but I got the Bears winning this one. 
We got the Raiders going into Denver to play the Broncos. I got the Broncos winning this game. Philly is going into New England to pay the Patriots. There's no way New England Patriots beat the Eagles. The Eagles start their season off 1-0. A very good game. We got the Dolphins going to play the L.A. Chargers in Los Angeles. I like the Dolphins in this game. We got the Los Angeles Rams going into Seattle to play the Seahawks. I'm going to play Seattle to win at home. And then you have my Dallas Cowboys going up to New York to play the Giants. I ha- you Come on, do I have to state the obvious that I'm taking the Cowboys to win? And that is the Sunday night game. That's the 8-20 game on Sunday night. Then we have the Buffalo Bills going to New York Monday night to play the arrogant, overrated Rogers, the Rogenites, the Rogenese, the Ara, the Arajets, whatever you want to call them. The Bills must win this game to bring the Jets down a notch. Matter of fact, it will do us all a favor if they beat the Jets and bring them down a notch. The Jets have been out of control with the arrogance, the uh, hard knocks, all the attention that's been put on them. I would like to see what people would have to say if the Bills go out there and beat them something like 38-14 to 14 or 38-21. And then what will people say about the Jet team that was a losing team last year that everybody seemed to have automatically in the Super Bowl. It doesn't make sense to me, but that's how it goes. I appreciate you being with me. I appreciate you every time that you tune in. I appreciate every time that you comment, share, like, or like I said, tune in. You know, uh, do what you like. I always say that. Always do what you like and do it organically. You do not have to share. You do not have to like. You do not have to comment. But when you do, I want you to know that it's highly appreciated, that it means a lot to me. Not financially, just emotionally, it means a lot to me. If somebody's out there listening to what I have to say about certain subjects, and you could always add your own comments. You could always call in. You are free to call into my show. There are links that will show you the time and date that I am appearing and what I'll be talking about. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, once again, enjoy your holiday. Be safe out there. Don't drink and drive. But I'm going to end this by telling you peace to you and peace to yours. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.